Craggy's Connacht Rugby Podcast. We're in TG Carr Studios. Connacht have just defeated the Dragons by 22 points to 20. I'm sure all Connacht fans are just about happy to get the four points, but it really was a game they should have had five points. William and Robbie just finished the commentary. Um, how are you feeling now? About 10 minutes afterwards, and we've talked to Andy Friend at this stage. We'll hear that in a couple of minutes. But William, now you've had a couple of minutes to think about it. Is it really as bad as it sounds? I thought it was a disappointing performance. I thought the four points is excellent. It should have been five. It should have been a more comprehensive win. I know Andy was talking about how well uh, that the Dragons played. I would be inclined to look, I'm afraid, at the other side of it, which was, I think, um, at times Connacht made bad decisions. Um, they let a poor side back in. They had a 10-minute window playing 13 men, and they came out of that with no points. Right, they conceded seven. Oh, well, that was with 14. It was, it was after half. No, 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 no. They were still at 13 when no, they okay. conceded well, the intercept. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's even worse. But look, at this stage of the season, it's all about winning. And they've done that, and they've kept the run going, and they've kept themselves alive in the competition. Um, they've had a lot of good results go around them. Cardiff losing at home tonight to Ulster. Uh, Edinburgh getting thrashed by Leinster. Uh, the Sharks losing today um, in a game that could have... Uh, the Stormers just fell apart for the last 10 minutes of that game. I was quite animated in front of the TV, driving them on, and they just about held on. Uh, they've got three weeks to the next game. It's a very funny part of the season, this stopping and starting. But plenty of opportunities to fix some of the issues from tonight. Uh, you know, losing Jack Carty, yes, major problem. Uh, half an hour before kickoff, obviously decided he wasn't ready to go. Uh, then you bring in uh, David Hawkshaw, who hasn't played since January the 1st. And I thought he did fine at out half. Missed one kick. Off the tee, but generally had a pretty good game. Um, you had yeah, Shane. and I think it was November. He was actually ten when he started at ten the last time, and it, it took him about fifteen minutes to get up to the speed of the game because all his support runners were running past him. <laughs> they were they were flying, and he was still trying to figure out what he was doing. Yeah, and that's that, that's understandable. Uh, Paul Boyle be maybe a little disappointed he didn't get that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor were held up over the line three times. That's a very this is something we, we discuss a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to convert those chances. Better teams will not give you as many chances as the Dragons did. But it doesn't say any of that beside the result. There's no asterisk beside it. It simply says Dragons 20, Connacht 22. Connacht have moved on. They're two points away from the Sharks. They're still in this. They've two home games to come. That's massive. A lot of pressure on Connacht in those games uh, because they're going to be ex- they're going to need big performances. Edinburgh are a bit iffy at the moment. Cardiff looked a bit iffy tonight. I, you know, that was a thrashing by Ulster. It was. It was an absolute hammering, and that wasn't the Ulster A team either. Yeah, Rob, the Bulls losing today to the Lions was another surprise, and they didn't I get it. Well, yeah. They didn't get a bonus point either. That I can. No, I don't. They, they, they got a losing bonus. They got two bonus. Oh, they got two bonus points. Ah, okay. But even so, that still puts them within our 
realm of possibilities of catching. Like the, everything this season is going Connacht's way. It's going away, and I don't necessarily think Connacht are producing performances that are fluid and fantastic. I think we can argue all night about whether they're playing well or not. As Andy Friend, and you're going to hear him said to me, you know, I'll worry about. You know, uh, those issues, if we lose, but when we win, I'm going to just take the victory against the Dragon side who are playing their final home game of the season and had a lot to play for. But And we're fully loaded. And we're fully Every loaded. one of their players in the pack had a cap, at least one. Some of them had 30 and 40 caps. All big positives. And Connacht can, can back that up. And Connacht can say, absolutely, if we won four games, leave us alone. We've got a young team, loads of players coming back. There's absolutely no argument against the fact that Connacht are winning and can bang the drum. But if Connacht, as I said in the Leinster podcast at home about 35 podcasts ago, Connacht can tap themselves on the back all they want or they can look at what they're looking at and say, there's more. We can be better than this. We can be more fluid. We can be sharper. They are better than the Dragons even fully loaded, even missing their frontliners, even with all the issues. They proved that tonight because they won. Yay. But don't forget, Roger Williams, who was held up over the line. Someone was held over the line in those closing stages. Roger Williams dropped a pass that he could have got in for a try. They hit the post with a drop goal. They took another stupid drop goal when they were on the front foot. I've never seen a team blow as many chances to win the game as the Dragons did in the closing stages of that game. And and for that reason, if you're a Connick fan sitting at home going, God, that didn't feel great. God, we're not playing well. You're dead right. But at the same time, if you're really, you know, if that feeling lingers into tomorrow, hit the brakes. Listen to Andy Friend. Let's listen to Andy Friend, actually. Listen to Andy Friend and kind of, you know, get with the programme here now. They're winning. They're in the playoffs. There's room for improvement. They know that, hopefully. Um, so that's good. Andy, how are you? I'm well, mate. How are you? After a fourth win in a row in the United Rugby Championship, you don't make it smooth and easy, but I suppose you don't really have to worry too much about that when the points are in the bag. No, I, no it wasn't easy, mate. Um, it was never going to be easy coming here. There's lots of mm. reasons why we could have and possibly should have lost that game or not won the game, but I'm really proud of the fellas after that performance. I just thought there was a lot of really good rugby played out there. There were some moments there which we'll be kicking ourselves with where I think we, we had opportunities, we didn't take them. But, um, but you yeah. know, to get that win here was vital for our season and, and I think just, you know, shows the continued growth and belief the boys have within the, within the team at the moment. Like, is that a narrative that you would have felt beforehand? By that I mean... Is is that just something that you feel now after the way that game panned out that you're kind of there's a bit of relief in there as well as as well as that pride? No, I, I I've I felt it growing through the course of the season. I actually thought our last couple of weeks of training has been has been outstanding, which is real credit to to Pete Wilkins and and to the coaching group um, and to the players. Uh, you know, so to come here and see that translate to mm-hmm. to on the whole, a really good performance. Some of that rugby in the first 30 minutes, some of the best I reckon we played. There was good, good discipline with it. There was good defence in it. There was a good kicking game, good chasing game. Set pieces working well for us. They were up for it, mate. They were very up for it. It was a really physical game out there. Um, and I know they went down to, to 14 men, you know, after, what, 35 minutes. And I know they went down to 13 men for the last nine minutes of that first half. But... Um, you know, it doesn't matter. You still, you know, that, that intercept try, that, I thought that was going to be a real turning point because all of a sudden the crowd got back involved in the game. And, you know, so to grind that out and to come back from there when we're down to 20 to 10, I, I thought it was really, really brave. 
when you're playing that way uh, in the first half, let's say the first half an hour, the rugby that you're really happy with, why was there only 10 points on the board, do you think? Well, we, we, uh, we knocked a ball on um, or didn't get a ball down over the line. We had another opportunity where um, we should have got the ball down. So there's two, you know, two held up or one held up and, or two held up. A um, couple of knock-ons where we just, you know, that last pass didn't stick. I, believe, you know, I remember from the Shane Bolton try early on, Shane Bolton um, line break early on. Yeah. You know, we should be converting that. We didn't. There was another one where we made good energy, good yards, and we didn't. You know, the, the intercept pass, we don't need to be playing out the back there. Stay on top. That was the whole message. You know, that, so that should be, that should end up hopefully for us being a try, but it wasn't. Um, yeah, so there were, I reckon there were at least four chances there where, we scored three tries. You, you add another four to that. There's seven tries, and all of a sudden it's a different game of football. But, but that's a credit to to Dragons. I thought some of their defence is the best I've seen them defend all year. You know that meant a lot to them that game tonight. It's their last home game here. Uh, all their Welsh players back, um, other than Rio Dyer. Um, so they were fully loaded, and they're a good football side, mate. I know they're sitting second bottom, but they're a good football side. Connacht are obviously a good side now, sitting eight and with a shot at seven. And what we're saying, without complicating things, seven should be Champions Cup rugby as well. It's it's all opened up in a way that you mightn't have been able to forecast maybe a few weeks back. But it makes this run of games that's coming up starting at the end of the month really exciting. Yeah, it does. It does, Robert. Listen, I, I, I don't know what... I saw the earlier results today. I don't know what the other results were. I haven't checked my phone yet, but... Um, you know, there was a lot, there's a lot of teams hovering around that middle mark there where we were. So, I mean, our message to ourselves was we're in control. If we keep winning, no one can catch us. Um, but we've got to keep winning. So that, that means that, that that victory there tonight was vital for that. And it keeps us on that winning streak. And now we come home, we got Edinburgh in a few weeks time. And, and, uh, you know, after that, we, we, back to Challenge Cup and then we've got a Cardiff game and then we've got a Glasgow game. So three games of URC to go, one Challenge Cup game to go and hopefully um, other games in both competitions if we get you know, we keep winning. I just want to ask you two two final questions. One, obviously Jack Hardy was named but and travelled but didn't start. How concerned should Connick fans be about his availability towards the end of the month? Um I think he's gonna be okay, Rob, but but I'll tell you what Connick fans should be. They should be really pleased with the fact that you know, 30 minutes before kickoff, David Hawkshaw gets a tap on the shoulder and says, mate, you're going to have to step in at 10. Now, that young man hasn't played since New Year's Day. Um, mm. And he steps into 10 and and I thought did a great job. Caelan Blade, you're going to have to be the skipper, mate. No worries. Blade, he steps up. So, again, a lot of reasons why that could have derailed us before the game, but it didn't. Of course, we'd love to have Jack Hardy out there. But weirdly, when it happened... Um, I sort of thought to myself, you know what, this is going to show the medal of this group even more, and it did do. Keen Prendergast uh, stepped up as well. We, we were well, well impressed, and obviously it was his tackle at the end to just kind of put a rubber stamp on a really good performance. Yeah, um, Prendo, I, there was another tackle there. I, I still need to go back and watch the replay, but I'm pretty sure it was Tommy Faz that, you know, that cut yeah. down. The, yeah, I see it, yeah. Seriously, so, yeah, some of the desperation in those tackles at the death um, I, I thought she thought it was outstanding, mate. Honestly, Rob, it, it'll sound really weird, but that's 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 a performance um, I think that can that can really now springboard us into these last three games and, and sets us up really well.
and I'll just finish on this then, and I suppose you're going to push back on it, but it just those errors, those little maybe decision-making issues at key points, things that people might be worried about despite the great run, if that creeps up again in these final run of games, obviously it could, it could hurt us more, hurt Connick more. So with that in mind, what do you say to people who might be concerned that, well, there are signs in these last couple of weeks, maybe the tries conceded against Zebra and some of the errors when they had the extra man here that would suggest the Connick, this kind of performance won't be good enough to beat Edinburgh or maybe Cardiff? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you win a game of rugby and there's always going to be criticism because people didn't like what you what you could have done and what you should have done. You lose a game of rugby and I think you probably deserve some of that. Um, well, we won the game of footy, so it's never going to be perfect. We won the game of rugby at a really tough place to come and win a game of rugby in a game that, that meant the world to the Dragons out here tonight. Um, fully loaded team. Um, you, you, know, you know the players who we didn't have. Um, but we've come here and we've done a job. Jack Angel, I thought, was going great. He gets a, an independent medical assessment, says he's got an HIA, fails that. So Sammy Elay comes out. He's got to play 50, 50 minutes of rugby. Yeah, that young fella's done really well, that scrum. There's so many good things to it, Rob. And mm. I'll, I'll zone in on the good things, mate. Other people can talk about the negative stuff, but we'll zone in on the good stuff and say we're still very much in the hunt and uh, we've got a couple of weeks to prepare for Edinburgh. Okay, there was Andy Friend and I quote Williams. William was always talking about the fact that wins solve problems. That's and that is true. They have he won yet that. again. And so I am going to take that and get, push it back at William. So let's, let's hear how they won the game. Here's some of the highlights of the game and a bit of a wrap straight after the match that we did on Go FM. Ball going through the hands for the Dragons. Few decoy runners. Test for Bolton's defending. Bolton makes a good tackle on his opposite number there. Uh, but the Dragons have recycled really, really quickly and they're away. Roberts gets a pass off. This is superb stuff. They made 30, 40 metres. Gets it out to uh, the winger there, Hewish. And Hewish is inside the 22. Advantage says the referee, I think. Play on. This comes all the way out towards uh, the far side with the forwards and backs of mixing it in. That is the blindside flanker, Aaron Wainwright, who's got in for a wonderful try. Ball comes out to Boyle. He wants to make amends for that missed tackle earlier. And he's certainly done well in attacking context on occasions. He's doing well to present that ball. Connacht are under pressure. They almost lost it at the breakdown, but somehow wrestle it back. There's a lovely offload from Angel to Prendergast. Prendergast going for the line. Can he get the touchdown? He can. He was looking for an offload. He realised he was over the line and just touched it down. Brilliant. You should know that this was Connick four metres from the Dragon's line, attacking off the side of the breakdown. Oliver picked it up and offloaded just before taking the contact. The Dragon's player came in, okay, rolls up, and hit him in the head. On the chin head on number four. Um, uh, number seven green I want to see it please in the real speed to see if there is any mitigation because right now I cannot see anyone no which is red then which is red yeah I can't see and the dragons have just received a yellow card so they're about to go down to 13 correct on uh, real speed if anything that looks worse in real speed yeah straight to the chin on number seven that passed away the ball so he's quite late that's right Uh, um, for me it's a red card against number uh, four there you go out it comes to Keane Prendergast he's the try scorer in the first half Connacht in the 22 that was a good pass from Blade good carry from Prendergast six metres from the line but it comes back to Hawkshaw that's a dangerous pass it could be intercepted it was intercepted the Dragons are going to go all the way down the other end of the field and they're going to hit Connacht with a huge blow to start the second half Jared Rosser is their number 14 on the right wing and they have scored underneath the post the 13 men of the Dragons have scored 
Connick driving the Dragons back on their own scrum. Five metres from their line. Connick are putting huge pressure on that scrum. Could come anywhere. It comes out the back and Jared Butler picks it up and scores. They've destroyed the Dragons scrum. And Jared Butler has one of the fastest impacts I can ever remember a Connick player having. And it looks like an opportunity for Connick to make something of this. Dragons have pulled it down. Connick are going towards the line. They're nearly over the line. They look like they've scored. Heffernan had the ball all the way towards the line. I think he offloaded it at the last second. We'll confirm the try score in a second. It is a try for Connick. That's the main point. Connick have won 22 points to 20. And in all of my years covering Connick rugby, away wins are always to be savoured but I've never won, known one that ends on such an anti-climax it just doesn't feel like a massive win yet it is William yes 24 points they really needed 5 but I'll tell you you'll take it because that was at times it was a horror show at times it wasn't too bad they didn't deserve 5 points no they didn't they just about just deserved about the win and, and they probably got the win because with, of the red card because of the red card despite the fact that the Dragons disrupted and caused a lot of trouble Matthew Screech's red card in the first half what seven minutes to go to half time when he was yeah, sent off but during that period Connacht had two extra uh, two men extra and conceded seven points without scoring it was in the second half Boyle comes off he had made a couple of errors on comes Butler Connacht against the head win the ball in the scrum Butler scores and from a 10 point deficit it goes to a 7 point deficit and that changed the entire game Connacht then found a way to get ahead we think we can argue in the end of the world but I'm getting reports that it was Heffernan who scored it so that's your third try and that got Connacht just ahead 22-20 and it ended up being enough absolutely Um, there's still a lot to work on They've got a lot of time to work on it. They'll have to be better again uh, against Edinburgh. They'll certainly have to be better at Cardiff. But two home games now sets them up with two wins to probably get themselves a guaranteed eighth place and then an opportunity to maybe get slightly higher up the table and guarantee themselves Champions Cup rugby. Well, just to, just to spell it out for you folks, Connacht now move into eighth place in the standings. Eighth place gets you into the playoffs and I just leaving aside all the complications, seventh spot will get you Champions Cup rugby in all likelihood. And that's what they're targeting. Seventh for the moment are the Sharks on 41 points. Connacht sit in eighth place on 39 points. Everyone played the same amount of games. Eight wins and seven defeats. They've got over their 50% marker now. And as William said, they played Cardiff who were five points below them in the table in two rounds time. But next up are Edinburgh who are now seven points below them in the table after they took a big defeat beating by Leinster it's a strange run they've beaten the Sharks at home and understrength Sharks in this competition then they beat the Lions and understrength Lions then they went to Zebra who were the worst team in the competition and while they racked up a whole load of tries they conceded a whole load of tries and now here against the Dragons with an extra man in the entire second half they make a bit of a meal of winning by 22 to 20 I can never remember a four game win streak like that but it's still a win streak well every one of these games for them has been uh, a cup final and sometimes you scrape over the line they've done that in the last two games I think the fact that the next two games are at home puts them in a really really good place it could set them up to go to Glasgow uh, on the last day of the season with something really to play for and have a go at it Champions Cup rugby would be great but the playoff is what's required that was barely adequate this evening I suppose it was inevitable that one of these games was going to come down this was much a much harder fought victory than Zebre was uh, in, in many ways 
but they've got to get better at turning over chances and that they're taking their chances and the other issue I have is decision making some of the decision making when they were on top in the first half particularly these tap and goal penalties I think they were quite lucky today to be honest with you Alan Deegan's been with us as well one more word from Alan we thought yeah I'm, I'm thinking that, that uh, Williams will be a little bit harsh there on Connor Connacht lost our captain just before kickoff. Um, so Jack Harty wasn't on the field David Hawkshaw was playing his first game since the 1st of January I think it was um, it took a while to get going and the reality is Dragons scored a try in the first half from one missed tackle effectively and the second, their second try was a length of the field interception other than that they didn't really show a whole heck of a lot Connacht were over the line three times and didn't, didn't get their tries but that's the problem Alan they were over the line three times and they finished up winning by two points that's that's not good enough. Part of a trend, you know. You, you ha- yeah. they sh- this but they game. still won. This is like, they, yeah, they still I, won. The question is, will they will they be able to learn from this and sort of be calm? Yes, William. They won. And oh yeah, absolutely, they won. Um, but at some stage, if you put in a performance like that against a better side, you won't win. That that's that's my concern. I, I just th- thought they got they got sucked into a bad kicking game. Mm. They well, they lost the kicking game for did. the most part. They did. Un- until they started using Cahill Ford, at which point we started booming the ball back down the yeah. field. But you wonder, again, you know, keep the ball in hand. They looked better ball in hand than yes. the Dragons. They were making yards, keep the pressure on, and they didn't. They let the pressure. They kept giving them access points, silly penalties, knock-ons. Uh, you know, the Dragons could probably say they had the better chances to win that game at the end because Connacht really, when they when they got there, they were it took them a, they didn't finish the game out. Well, that's the first time this season that we've seen Connacht finish in their own half. Nearly every other game of the season, they have finished in the opposition half, whether they were winning or losing, except for today. And that was partly could have been down to the fact that you know the, the Dragons. Did have some of their better players available to them for the first time they're in a long a time. Great side to Alan. They're not great. They're not great for a reason. Or they're down the bottom of the table for a reason. Like fully loaded dragons does not fill me. I know what Andy Friend's saying, but when I hear fully loaded dragons, I'm like, yeah, but they're at home. They're at home. The phrase fully loaded beside the phrase dragons doesn't really mean anything to me because the dragons are not good. And if they want to get good, win some bloody games. This is an they, easy. They beat Monster earlier on this year, and, and they've uh, done nothing since. And I'm I'm <laughs> sick of it. You know, I wanted to sketch something out for the two of you, right? I my vision, the reason why I got, I've been so grumpy all season with this kind of team is I believe this group of players, when you put Bielan back in there, Hansen back in there, and God forbid, fully fit, fired up, teammate loving, Bundyaki in there as well, with everyone happy, I think this group of players can do something like this. I think they can win their next two games against Edinburgh and Cardiff, but I think they can do something special in Glasgow. Get us into Europe. Get us seventh. I think they can do this. And I even think, and this might sound ridiculous, I think this group of players, with the way we play rugby, the Connacht way of playing rugby, could go somewhere like the Stormers and stun them. They could actually do it. I would not be surprised. Eventually, probably in the round after that, they reach their limit. Ulster, Munster, Leinster, never going to beat them at the moment. Maybe down the line, but not this season. But what I want is, if that team do that, and even if they go down heroically in the Stormers away from home, if they beaten by Toulon, let's say, in the semi-final away from home in the Challenge Cup, like, they are maximising everything. And if there's anyone who's negative about Connacht Rugby after that, just forget 
go somewhere else. But what I'm afraid of is they're going to slip up possibly against Cardiff because they're going to make these little errors and they're not going to really drill home. They're not going to pick the best players at the right time. They're not going to make the right changes because these are the things that have been happening all season. They're going to lose away to Bennett on and maybe they don't need to. That's where my fear is. I'm probably negative for that reason, but I think uh, the reason why I'm negative is I think there's huge potential. Yeah. One of my... It itched at me and, you know, I got really annoyed tonight when I saw it. Kieran Marmion is fit. Not picked. Came off against the bench against Zebra and finished the game off for us. We're in trouble tonight because Blady's got tired. He's up with Ireland camp. He's doing an awful lot of stuff away from Connacht. He comes back. You can see him visibly tired in the last 15 minutes, but we didn't bring on Colin Riley. Two problems I have with that. One, why aren't you substituting a player who's obviously tired and was making mistakes and was putting us under pressure? Two, what's it saying to Colin Riley? Yeah, it's a complex one, but he was captain. It's, hard. Oh. it's a big decision to take your captain off. Oh, we've done it loads of times. Uh, when we're playing better and actually getting the job done, I think that was a squeaky bum job. They got away with it more than... D- did the Dragons lose it? Connacht win it? Mm. I think the Dragons blew it, really. Yeah, it's a bit of a toss of a coin. But that happens, and that's why you want to play sides that have only won three games all season. Uh, because that's the things they do. Connacht are ahead of that. They're eight and seven. They've two home games to come. uh, And it's still in their destiny. They're not looking now for anybody else to go and get a result. They do need to get ideally two bonus point wins. But you would take nine points out of the possible ten at home would probably get you there. Uh, It mightn't get you into the Champions Cup, but it would get you into eighth. I agree with Rob. I actually think if they finish eighth and play Leinster, who who will finish the league top, that might be an impossible step at this stage. But actually, a game, a quarter-final down in Cape Town against what I've seen from the Stormers today, even with their um, South African players back, that would be it would be different for fans. I know they wouldn't be able to go in the numbers because Dublin's a hell of a lot closer than Cape Town, but it would be something different and it would be a real challenge for the Stormers because they would be expected to beat this side. And Connacht could go down there I think with a decent chance, they if they play Leinster, let's bring it on. And and the point is, William, too, like we're talking about seventh place because we're talking about Pete Wilkins coming in and we all want him to do well and we all want this new management team to be successful. And, you know, they, they, like if they can get Champions Cup rugby in that first season, getting that extra signing or two, just the positivity it's going to bring through the group and the amount it'll bring them all on. So, like, I know I was sketching out this dreamland scenario that might beat the Stormers. And there is a ruthless bottom line here too. Qualify for the Champions Cup, long-run goals here. You know, you're building new stadium. You've said all this, William. You, you, you need to be in the Champions Cup competing. There's a massive opportunity this season to sneak in now out of nowhere when we thought it was dead. Yeah, it's, it is a huge issue. Uh, Connacht have approached the Challenge Cup in a particular way. Um, and it went wrong in the last game. But, the, you know, realistically, the Champions Cup is where it's at. We've got this ridiculous system that it's not a full meritocracy. It will be from next season, as far as I know, because Ireland and apparently South Africa are going to say we're not voting for that again. Uh, but if you finish eighth, the chances are you're going to be squeezed out for a Welsh team to come in, uh, which is baloney. It's, 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 you know, it's, if there's eight teams, it's the top eight. Mm-hmm. If um, you look at it from the IRFU's point of view, if they if Connacht get into the, uh, the quarterfinals, you'll have four Irish teams, three South African and a Scots, and the IRFU will be 
thrilled mm-hmm. that they've got their four teams into the quarterfinal of the uh, URC. That's what they're looking for. That's why eighth is so important. Your rugby season doesn't then finish on the 21st of April. Your rugby season goes on into May. Good point. It's the bottom line, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Whatever about Champions Cup, which would be amazing if they get there, uh, that'll be a, a bonus really with the other results that haven't gone our way so far. But yeah, we've got to get top eight. Well, they have gone away. We have a chance of getting the Champions Cup, which we chance, didn't have. Yeah, it's a pretty bloody good chance at this stage because Sharks have a tough run in. They could nearly do it without even winning in Glasgow. They're near, they're yes, near, it, it, it is possible. It is possible. Will, look, if you told us at Christmas, before Christmas, maybe before December, that Connacht will go to Glasgow uh, already in the playoffs yeah. with a shot at Champions Cup rugby, we would have been stunned. Yeah. Uh, they have two home games to win. Let's see what they do. Well, they well, yeah, when they're also playing against two home, playing against two teams who play on plastic pitches as well. Mm. So their advantage that they've had against other teams, mm. especially the South African teams, is not going to be there for the next mm. two games. One of them, yeah, you'd expect Edinburgh wouldn't have most of their players back from Scotland. Um, and but the other one will come after Benetton, maybe. And Cardiff. Maybe, maybe they win against Benetton, play, play Cardiff twice. There's so much more water under the bridge by the time they play Cardiff. Yeah. But it's all about Edinburgh now. It is. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Edinburgh, uh, coach announced he's leaving at the end of the season. Big uh, team today. Everyone loses Lancer, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. But they've just slipped off the boil. Uh, Connacht need to rest up, get their, get their injury players back, uh, get ready to go again, tighten up some of the issues. Uh, Andy was was very positive this evening. That's what I expect from him. I would suspect when they sit down and do the review on Monday, they're pretty honest. They're a hell of a lot harder on themselves than we are, and they will say, lads, that really wasn't good enough at times. Uh, but it, there's nothing beside that result. There's no little mark that says Connacht didn't play very well at times. It just says Dragons 20, Connacht 22, let's go. Winning solves all problems. And I'll just finish on one little bright note, definite bright note. Shane Jennings got his cap, first cap today for Connacht, player 947 for Connacht. Okay. So great to see young, more young Connacht players getting their a, caps. A lot of our fans uh, who follow us and a lot of our Discord followers have been saying, Look, where's Shane Jennings? When are we going to get a chance to see him? He was good in preseason. We saw him against Sale, Sale in yeah. Dubarry Park. He was outstanding. So yeah, delighted for him. Former Galway herder as well. He's got loads of sporting ability in him so yeah great news he didn't get to really touch the ball though I don't think in those few seconds but sure look it's all good he got to make some tackles okay folks remember we'll have um, some more special podcasts coming up for our Patreon listeners we'll have uh, there's a really interesting one we're going to have that we recorded when Willie Rowan Merv Murphy and Eric Elwood spoke in Murty's before Christmas about the famous run in the Challenge Cup in 1997 when they bet Northampton twice. Um, there's some really good stuff in that and we're going to release that now in the next week or so. I was going to keep it until the Benetton game but I think I've forgotten there's an extra two weeks to two weeks more with two of, of uh, Ireland games. So I'll, I'll release that now but that's for our patrons. You can sign up for five quid a month. Try it out. If you don't like it we can always stop You know the following month. Um, but yeah. Please help us. We need to keep this podcast going. So the more help we can get, the better. Okay, and to finish off, here's William with the table after all today's and yesterday's results in the URC. We start with the results on Friday the 3rd of March. Glasgow 50, Zebra 8. Munster 49, Scarlets 42. And then 
Saturday the 4th of March. Stormers 29, Sharks 23. Bulls 25, Lions 29. Edinburgh 27, Leinster 47. Ospreys 20, Benetton 21. Dragons 20, Connacht 22. Cardiff 20, Ulster 42. So let's now have a look at the current table. First place are Leinster. They're still out there. 15 played, 15 wins, 71 points. They are 12 points clear of the Stormers in second on 59. Ulster are now third on 54 with a 10 and 5 record. Glasgow have the same record but are five points further back in fourth place on 49. Munster are fifth on 47 with a 9 and 6 record. The Bulls are 8 and 7 and have 43 points. The Sharks are 8 and 7 and have 41 points in seventh. Connacht are eighth in the last quarter-final space. Eight wins, seven losses, 39 points. Benetton are ninth. They have eight wins and seven losses on 38 points. Cardiff Rugby, seven wins, eight losses, 34 points. The Lions are seventh, seven and eight in 11th place on 33. Edinburgh, five wins, 10 losses, 32 Ospreys, four wins, nine losses, two draws, 30. The Scarlets are 14th with 29 points. The Dragons are 15th with 19 points. And Zebra are bottom 16th. No wins, 15 losses, eight bonus points. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Side. 